This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio bringing you a special Frontline of Hope update with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus, for Thursday, June 11th, 2020, the Memorial Feast of St. Barnabas. Welcome, Your Excellency. Thank you. Glad to be talking with you today. St. Barnabas is one of your favorite saints, or at least you've referred to him very favorably, as you would anybody in Scripture, but you love his encouragement. That's right. That's right. You know, St. Barnabas has three big moments that I point out in the Acts of the Apostles. Two of them are in today's reading, but um, but the first is where we see that name. In, um, at the very end of chapter 4, Barnabas is introduced to us. There was a certain Levite from Cyprus named Joseph to whom the apostles gave the name Barnabas, meaning son of encouragement. He sold a farm that he owned and made a donation of money laying it at the apostles' feet. So isn't that interesting? The apostles gave him the name. They changed his name. Joseph wasn't a bad name, right? <laughs> but that was pretty good to start with. And uh, after the foster father, of, just like I should say, because it's contemporaneous, but just like the foster father of Jesus, nothing wrong with Joseph. But Barnabas, boy, he must have been something for them to want to give him another name, which means son of encouragement. He must have been a real help to them, a real source of encouragement to people. Do you have any of those sons of encouragement in your life uh, as you've been formed Thank as the God bishop? Thank God I do. Thank God I do. Um, all around. Um, I find it, um, you know, certainly I find, I find it back at home through my family and through so many people who helped form me along the way. But being here now, I, I am so blessed to be part of the presbyterate of the uh, Diocese of Columbus. And I find the priest here so collaborative, so encouraging. But I've met so many people, religious and lay people, who uh, constantly offer words of encouragement. And, uh, you know, words of encouragement doesn't mean always praise and uh, exaltation. Words of encouragement are sometimes you know, we need to be encouraged to take the extra step or to reach a little bit high, higher or to try a little bit harder. Um, so, you know, encouragement takes all kinds of form, but there's there's a sense of the way you approach somebody when you talk about encouragement. I think that's such an important need in today's world, that we can encourage one another, that we can build each other up. And like I said, sometimes that means by noticing the good, celebrating the beautiful, saying thank you. But sometimes it's, again, in a very kind way, encouragement by challenging and um, and stretching, See, seeing the good that's within a person and trying to draw that out. And this week, uh, we'll be uh, you will be ordaining uh, three new priests for the Diocese of Columbus, Deacons uh, Frank Brown, uh, Deacon Michael Fulton, and Deacon Seth Keller. And then on Friday night, uh, um, ordaining as a transitional deacon, Jacob Stinnett. Um, this is a special week because this this uh, words, or these words from Acts talk about how to pass on the faith generation to generation. Exactly, you know. So he he gets the title twelve. He wasn't one of the. He, he gets the title apostle. He wasn't one of the twelve counted in the Gospels, but he was there in the very early days of the church. So um, he was he was part of that band of followers of Jesus Christ, and um, and and. Uh, and, and is given that title, Apostle. Um, so you see a new generation forming already 
in the early days of the church. And God has been so good to us over the millennia, and God is good to us today, right? God sees that we need new help in every generation. So he raises up new generations um, to receive his call and vocations. And, uh, and we see that so powerfully here in the Diocese of Columbus. You know, I was really struck by the very end of today's reading, Acts 13. Uh, and then it says, Then, completing their fasting and prayer, completing their fasting and prayer, they laid hands on them and sent them off. And, of course, the laying on of hands is is part of the ordination. But the thing that I didn't see in there is they completed their studies. What kind of preparation? <laughs> what kind of preparation uh, did uh, did our our uh, our transitional deacons and now our, our new deacon? Um, what kind of prayer and fasting have they been doing over the last several years? Well, they, they've had a a, a, a long line of uh, prayer and fasting. Um, they've, they've taken different journeys, and um, some of them a, a little bit longer than than others um, be, before they entered into seminary life. But um, these three who are being ordained uh, from uh, the diocese, these three who are being ordained from the Diocese of Columbus as priest, all studied at the Pontifical College Josephinum. Um, some of them beginning there in college, and others um, coming along later on doing pre-theology, and uh, and it's it's a long haul when you think about uh, four years of college for anybody, and then it's a four-year graduate program. For some of them, there were two other years of philosophy, um, so uh, it's a lot of study. There's a you know the seminary relies on four pillars. Um, four dimensions, human formation, um, spiritual formation, intellectual p- formation, and pastoral formation. So uh, Pope St. John Paul II gave us that guidance, you know, look at those four pillars. And that seems to be the way that most seminaries operate. They they categorize things according to that those four pillars, human, spiritual, um, intellectual, academic, and um, uh, pastoral, and so they, you know, they've worked in parishes here in the diocese. They may have worked in some of the social service agencies. Our seminarians, uh, our younger seminarians, are doing that right now um, because of the uh, COVID nineteen situation. The parish life is a little bit on a different level, so they're living in groups in a couple of different parishes here, but they're serving in some of the um, agencies or parishes where there is a great outreach to the poor, where our needs have gone up. So uh, some are over at Holy Family Soup Kitchen, some are over at St. Lawrence Haven and uh, St. Vincent de Paul Join, and others are down south at the St. Francis Center. So they're getting a different um, view of uh, of formation, of, of pa- human and pastoral formation. We're talking with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, uh, just a couple of days away from the ordination to the diaconate and the priesthood this weekend, special events for our whole diocese and certainly special events for these young uh, young priests. Um, one of the things in my question that I wanted to clarify, 
we're not expecting these priests in formation to pray and fast for four years or six years. I just want to make sure (laughs) (laughs) there are other things in there. So the way I worded it, um, certainly Barnabas did pray and fast, but probably not for four to six years. Not not for four to six years. Continuous. But but during that four to (laughs) continuous, during those four and six years, they did pray and fast, and prayer was an important part of their formation. Um, you know, prayer is a very important part. That's one of the four pillars. And uh, they, in one level, they did learn to pray individually and liturgically uh, together. Um, so uh, that's actually, they did a lot of prayer and fasting along the way. But actually, what we see in the Acts of the Apostles, it was the apostles who prayed and fasted. The Holy Spirit told the apostles, set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work that I have called them. Then, completing their fasting and prayer, they laid hands on them and sent them off. So it's really, this is the work of the church. And Jesus sends his Holy Spirit through the church. So what's happening now with ordination, we've got to take this a bit seriously. That, you know, it's not for me to just walk over on Friday night or Saturday morning and, oh, okay, I'll do an ordination. Um, just as they've been preparing, we as a whole church, me as the, uh, I as the ordaining bishop, um, but the, I could really count on the prayers of the church here in Columbus these days, um, asking God to send us the Holy Spirit to, to bless these uh, soon-to-be-ordained deacons and priests uh, for the service of the church. Before we get to our closing prayer, there are different things that occur this week. You'd already mentioned one uh, yesterday that uh, these uh, deacons uh, and the de- uh, deacon uh, who will be ordained on Friday night, um, they met with the diocese, different offices, etc. And then I think that uh, don't you meet with their families over the next few days? I will be meeting with the uh, the parents, they'll come in, the soon-to-be-ordained will come in with their parents tomorrow for lunch, and we'll have a nice lunch to celebrate, and also for me to get to know the families a little bit better, um, to thank them for their role in the formation and of, of their sons and their gift, if you will, to, to their son, of their sons to the church. So it's a great day for all of them, so we want to celebrate with them as well. And we have uh, the best way to follow these ordinations is to go to columbuscatholic.org. That's the Diocese of Columbus website. And those videos and um, the audio will be available. And it's so important to to see the video. There's so many powerful visual signs that occur during these ordinations. We strongly encourage you to do that. Uh, and then the Saturday ordination at 10 a.m. will also be carried on St. Gabriel Radio, so you can either watch it online, which we recommend, or you can listen to it in the car or anywhere else on the radio. But beautiful events, and if you haven't watched them before, you will be edified by watching these ordinations. And Bishop Brennan, would you like to close us with a prayer? Sure. Let us call upon the Holy Spirit, uh, upon the church here in Columbus, and on those to be ordained. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, O Lord, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. And may Almighty God bless all of you who are listening, all your families, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
And as Bishop Brennan mentioned, let's all be encouragers today like St. Barnabas. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.